0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports, where we are a guy and a girl who really loves to talk sports. So every Monday and Thursday, expect a new episode from us covering off on A, some big highlights in the sports world, B, some big topics in the sports world, and C, we love to make predictions. So definitely expect that, too. Um, every Monday, every Thursday, on every podcasting platform, be there. Make sure you're subscribed
1: but if you want your daily fix of a guy and a girl talk sports just go check out our social media channels we have an instagram we have a facebook page it's GG talk Sports. go check us out hit that little follow button and uh, leave a comment and don't forget to hit the stories because we post a ton of polls Aww, and all I'm the so above sorry. so let's just get into this next episode because we have a ton of amazing topics to talk about
0: yeah, so we have a lot to talk about today, but there were some big highlights. Let's cover up on the very first obvious one, which was the LSU Tigers winning the national championship, per our predictions. I picked Clemson, but I'm pretty sure we were both on the LSU train pretty hard. Go Tigers! You're so good at that. So they won. Um, it was a little bit sketchy in the first quarter, I it would was. say. Clemson did a good job of game planning coming into the game, but obviously LSU adjusted Not easily, but pretty quickly within the second quarter, they were already kind of on the adjustments. And then within the second half, they clearly made their adjustments and ended up winning pretty handedly and definitely threw off Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yeah, uh, 100%. You got to give one just shout out to Dabo and the defensive coordinator. I'm never going to miss. I'm definitely going to mispronounce his name. Um, But anyways, what they were able to do in the first quarter against Joe Burrow and that LSU offense, given their special teams put them in phenomenal positions to win the game. But also, that coaching game plan really spoke out to me, and I think this was my takeaway from the game was, one, Clemson has the better coaching staff. No offense to Kojo and what he was able to do, but LSU had the better players. So I think that really, it really showed itself personally, in my opinion. You saw the game plan, you saw the coaching strategy really kind of kick LSU's ass in that very beginning, and then you just saw the one, the skill and the athleticism and just... The magic of what else you had this year.
0: I would say, though, too, like big kudos to the LSU coaching staff because they really were able to make adjustments based on what the defense was showing them and made plays and called plays accordingly. So I think the coaching staff on both teams was super impressive. I agree, though, the talent in the players was. At a much higher level on LSU's team, particularly at the quarterback position. So no offense
1: to Trevor Lawrence, Trevor he's a Lawrence fantastic is, quarterback. Yeah, he's
0: great, and he'll be drafted just as the same as Joe Burrow is this year. But I just think overall LSU was a better team, and they won. So good for them! Undefeated season, national championship, Heisman, all the things. <laughs> Literally everything that you could have
1: won, they won. Yeah. And also, I I just kind of back bouncing back to Clemson real quick. I love the defensive strategy that they put together. It was one of the smartest defensive strategies. They should have changed it up, obviously, and not left it the exact same, that 317 that they had. But I liked what they were doing. They were throwing him off. They should have just kept rotating, you know, the schemes, the, the looks that they were giving him. But I liked the seven defensive backs, but at the end of the day, skill against skill, LSU won.
0: Yep. So they won. Good for them. what's our next highlight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the next highlight is Zion Williamson. We're going to the NBA. He is finally returning. Well, the question is is he going to play? Supposedly he's supposed to return January 22nd against the San Antonio Spurs. I'm excited as hell. I I I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be great. Do I think he's the best rookie in his class? That's a whole another discussion and debate That's in itself.
0: For another day after we actually see him play. A but bit.
1: I'm excited to see him play because of what he was able to do in the preseason games. The athleticism was still better than most NBA athletes. Um, So I think he has a good impact. I think that this is a very big win for the Pelicans going into the All-Star week and just being able to really kind of push for that playoff spot.
0: Yeah, I agree. So they're not in a playoff spot yet. Like you said, they could make a push for it. And depending on how he performs and how he actually fits into their team dynamic, because I feel like as a team, they were just getting some rhythm without him because they had planned big time. Going into the season to have him, and then when they didn't have them, they made adjustments based on who they did have. And I guess, shout out
1: Brandon Ingram, shout yeah. out Brandon Ingram, <laughs>
0: Lonzo, all of them. True, I feel like true, Enzo. They just kind of got at the hang of that dynamic, and now now it's just time for Zion to come back in. So we'll see if they actually, you know, have a good team dynamic. It'll probably take them a few games, but I'm just anxious to see how he plays in general. I think literally everybody is because of how much hype there was around him. So we'll see. I'm glad he's at least finally getting healthy and hopefully he can stay that way too.
1: Yeah, and it, the fact that he's six foot six, 285 pounds with a 45-inch vert
0: He's athletic.
1: I mean, my God. Also, can we just say this? We heard this today that if you guys know this, comment on our Facebook or Instagram page, GG Talk Sports and tell us that we're crazy for not knowing this. Zion's the second heaviest player in the NBA.
0: Yeah, that's super crazy considering how many seven-footers there are in the NBA that he's second heaviest. Oh, that's nuts. I wonder when the last time they updated that weight is. Butt. That's true. Regardless, that's true. he's a big boy, so we'll see <laughs> how he holds up on some of the like extra strains that he's going to have to go against in the NBA between the faster pace, the more games, all of the above. So we'll yeah. just see how he plays once he arrives. It's going to be exciting to watch.
1: Yeah, but fingers crossed that uh, he, he plays fantastic and stays healthy. And the Pelicans have a really good finish to their season because... I'm becoming a fan of the Pelicans and the way that they're just grit, their grind, their, their team-based, um, I feel like, and, and I just, I'm a big Brandon Ingram fan. If y'all listen to the podcast, y'all know, I think you should get paid, paid that man. Anyways, I'm a big Pelicans fan. I'm a believer that Zion's going to have a really big impact on them, but the next thing, switching over to the WNBA, this is fantastic. It makes me extremely happy inside. I
0: know. I'm super happy, too. So the WNBA is finally changing some of their guidelines on how they pay their players and things like maternity leave, which is so exciting and also just, like, so late in the game. Like this so late. happened yeah. a long time ago, but it's about time that they actually made it happen. So the WNBA's starting or, like, base salary is finally going to be in the six figures, which is so exciting for them. They finally are going to get the money that they deserve. Um, And they're also going to get maternity leave, which, hello, you're legally required to have maternity leave when you work, like, in a corporate setting. So it's about time that they get it, too. So paid maternity leave, um, they get a stipend while they're on maternity leave. So thankfully, they have that ability, too, because guess what? us ladies didn't choose to be the ones who are pregnant. That just happened naturally. So it's good for them that they're Talk finally to them, Talk to them. able to like actually <laughs> get paid if that happens to them, if they choose for that to be no, their I life. I just think it's about time that they get paid that what they're paying and finally they it's
1: fantastic. Get, it's, it's, they're
0: it's, treated the way they should be. It's
1: long overdue. So to kind of put numbers behind what you were saying, so you, you were close. They were originally, I guess, the max that somebody can make as a WNBA player was one hundred seventeen thousand. I thought it wasn't six figures. So That's either the max, way, though. that like was what it used to. be. Yeah. is
0: finally six figures. Exactly.
1: So their max salary increase now is two hundred fifteen thousand. It was one hundred seventeen. Their salary cap increased thirty percent, which is fantastic. And then the average rookie salary, which I think is extremely important because those are the players that you need to keep in the league to keep the league going, yeah. has gone up twenty five percent. Good. But it's 62K. So it's a little over the average American income, which is kind of nuts to me. Um, Yeah. That's a debate in itself because now you're saying that these women who are playing the exact same sport as these men deserve what an average, a little more than what an average American household should make. And then these, these athletes who are males deserve. $164 million for four years and he doesn't play a year. Let me just say this. I love KD, but my God.
0: Yeah, so I think it's just a little bit crazy. And I know a lot of people can argue the fact that obviously the NBA makes more money than the WNBA does. So people can try and make that argument. But at the same time, the discrepancy should not be that big, literally ever. I don't care how much money the WNBA makes versus the NBA I don't care. The discrepancy between 62000 and whatever the starting salary is for the NBA is so huge that I think that obviously, I mean, good, okay, we increased it by 25%. That just means it was even worse before. So, I mean, I guess you're making progress in the right direction, but let's still not just be like, okay, we won. It's equal. Moving on. Like It still needs to be a continual conversation of how to get that gap closed between those two.
1: I, you, you, yeah, hundred percent agree. And I'm, I'm just glad that one, it's finally happening. And two, uh, one thing that I don't know if we did add is that a, a very large, I think, part of this that got added into this whole WNBA process is the, um, living situations on the road. So now women get their own individual hotel rooms. They, they now actually get the privacy of their own, you know, yeah, thank you. That, that's sarcasm. If y'all can't tell. So, I think that it's about time that we're finally treating women as as a person. I don't even know how to say that in an actual, like, okay way. Um, well,
0: regardless, at least they finally have made some decisions that are moving in the right direction. So, good for them. Happy for the players, too, to at least be able to make a good living and then also be able to just be treated the way an, any woman is treated in the normal workforce. So, excited for them. Those are some of the big highlights that we had from this week. A lot of it was not even game-focused, but just some big news that have been coming out in the last few days, too. So excited to share some of that. Make sure that you comment. Make sure that you're looking along on our stories and everything, like Chad said, on GG Talk Sports, because we're always covering off on a lot more of the news that's happening, too. But let's hop into our big two topics for the day. The first one is one that Chad has been researching for so long.
1: (laughs) Researching? I'm just a huge fan.
0: Okay, researching is a weird word to use. That's like a no. You've been like dialed in to everything that's been happening around this.
1: Yeah, so I've been majorly, I guess, in the most lame way of fanboying (laughs) for this UFC 246 bout, which is notorious Conor McGregor and Cowboy Donald Cerrone. I am beyond pumped. And let's just talk about the underdog real quick, who actually in Vegas is not that big of an underdog. That doesn't need to be talked about. But um, for those of you that that don't know who Cowboy is, he is the actual leader in UFC wins, which is kind of insane. And you probably don't even know that. Yeah. Not to mention.
0: You probably didn't even know him until this fight.
1: (laughs) You probably didn't even know him, which is fantastic. And I love it because he's a low-key sleeper. And he also is tied for the most UFC fights. And then he's also the leader in the most finishes, which, I mean, that's nuts to be a leader in those stats and kind of have nobody know who you are. I know. I guess if you're a fan of the sport, you yeah. probably know who he is, but...
0: But unlike uh, the big names in the UFC, I don't think he's quite made it to like the top of people's radar yet as people who aren't like massive followers of UFC. So, obviously, Conor McGregor is the name of UFC and has been for a super long time.
1: What's he say? I am the fight game.
0: I don't know. You <laughs> tell me what he said. Oh, but basically they're gonna be facing off. Conor McGregor has not had a fight in an extensive period of time. Obviously, um he was in the boxing world last when he when he fought um Floyd Mayweather, so he's taken a step back into the UFC octagon for the first time in quite a while. So it's gonna be interesting to see. He says that he's in the best form he's ever been in. And I think one of the keys that I hear when I hear him talk is that he says he's the most committed too. So I think that means committed and focused, I believe he said, which shows me, too, like, before, if he's lost or something, like, you probably can easily fall out of full commitment and fully in the zone. So I think he's feeling, like, 100% in, which is going to be super important for him.
1: No, yeah, I agree. I think one takeaway from this fight, too, which is so strange if y'all are McGregor fans— He's normally that guy that, he's that hype man. He's going to get in your face. He's going to rile you up. He's going to play those.
0: mental yeah. warfare. He,
1: he's the mental, I mean, he's the mental king. Yeah. When it comes to that mental mental warfare. So uh, this fight's a whole different kind of battle for him. And I, I was watching an interview, and if I mispronounce his name, I apologize. But it was Ariel Helwane, um, and he was interviewing Conor McGregor. He was sitting down with him. And I've never seen McGregor talk in a better headspace. Yeah. The way that he spoke, the way that he handled the questions, he wasn't, like, aggressively ever coming at anybody or anything. He was like, he's like, I got blinders on. I'm ready for this fight. I'm trained. I'm, I'm in a good spot mentally. He said he hasn't drank his proper whiskey in months. Oh, I think that's what it was. If I'm wrong, no. like we said, go, go to our social media and comment. But I'm pretty sure it's been an extensive time period yeah. that he put off because he said, one, he wants to go out there and fight, and and just do it for the fans that that deserve another fight from him. Because if you look at it, technically speaking, this is so stupid to even mention, but it's the facts. He's lost his last two fights, and his last two fights have accumulated over four years. So over the past four years, he has lost two fights. One, let's just put the little asterisk next to it, Floyd Mayweather, under Floyd Mayweather's rules, in a boxing match, and he kind of took him to ten rounds. So,
0: eh,
1: questionable. The next one... Khabib, I mean,
0: that was so stupid.
1: we need to get that rematch. Yeah. That just, we'll talk about that later, but that was a hell of a fight. There was one instance where Conor lost, and he lost at that instance, Yeah, like, so in my
0: opinion. Those are his two like main fights over the last two years that he's lost. And so I think, like Chad said, he's in a really good mental state. It's interesting, too, because we watched their press conference, and normally in press conferences with Conor McGregor, you see him being super aggressive towards his yeah. opponent. He's like physically going at him and then also verbally going at his opponent yeah. too. And this time he was super calm. He was had nice things to say about Cowboy. They were like buddy-buddy up there and just like nice. And he, I think he's doing it for the right reasons. He already knows his place in the world. Like he's not trying to really prove anything except for – just he knows that he's the best and he's yeah. going to go out there and continue to remind people of that and
1: like you said he has all the money in the world he's not doing this for fame or money or anything
0: yeah no he's just doing it because he misses it and i think that he wants to be back for the fans like you said so i think it's going to be a super interesting fight i think once again i mean they're like friends too they respect each other in a weird way
1: i was gonna is cool. say that isn't it All right, for me, I don't know if I took that as a good thing for McGregor being like that, or if I'm like, damn, is he a little soft right now? Like, is he kind of just sitting there, like, smiling at Cerrone? Like, not that I would ever... All right, hang on. Soft is a terrible word choice to use for McGregor. But, like, is he... I I just... I don't know. It made me... One, I think that he's still going to win. I think that it's a great fight. I don't know. It was just weird to see.
0: I mean, if anybody can flip a switch, it's him. So I'm that's not true. Super he did flip a switch. So are you confident he's going to win?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I one, I think that this isn't the fight that he's training for, and I don't think that. Let me just say that I don't think he's overlooking this fight, but I think that he's trained for a better, more physical, more dominant opponent, which is Khabib.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I, I don't necessarily think that he's ever overlooking anybody or Cowboy, for that matter. I just think that he's more trained, he's more well-rounded, he's in a better spot mentally. I'm excited to see how he does. I- I'm really pumped. I think this is going to be one hell of a fight. With that being said, Cowboy's a hell of a fighter. He's a little Nate Diaz-ish in, in the fact that, like Connor said, he is a six-footer. Um, and he- He's kind of lanky. So, well, obviously, if you're a six footer, you're probably a little lanky fighting at 170 pounds. So, but I I think it's a good fight. I think it goes to maybe the second round. I don't think it it goes to unanimous decisions or anything like that. Um, And I don't think it's a submission. I think it's probably a TKO. I don't think it's a clean knockout or anything crazy like that. I think it's a good solid, just maybe a couple strikes and get them down and then, you know, kind of close the fight with that. Yeah, but that's my, if I was going to really make a prediction, it'd be second round.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know because I'm not a massive UFC follower. Um, I just know Conor McGregor from just following along with him um, and also having watched... I We just watch... Well, you watch more than I do, but I just watch the big fights every time. I don't necessarily watch the stuff in between like you do, but I definitely feel confident that he's going to win this fight too just because I really like his mental approach to it like we've talked. I think he's in a really good place just in his life in general, which yeah. is cheesy to say, but no, it I think is true. overall he's in a good place. And I think that that confidence and that just like demeanor will show up there too. So
1: no, I agree. And I also really think that one, he has more experience. He's fought more fighters. He's fought different fighters. He's fought different weight classes. He's seen everything that can happen. I feel like with that being said, Cowboy might come out there and pull something that nobody's ever seen. Sure. Um, but I, I also feel like I want to say this about Cowboy. I love how he brought up that big fight in the press conference because that is the that is the thing about him is that he can't win a big fight. He can't win when that's it that matters most. And I love how he said kind of screw that. That that's nothing. That doesn't mean crap to me. You guys come out here and you see what I can do. So I'm excited. I think he's ready too. So I think it's going to be a fantastic fight. But let's lead into something that you do know a lot about <laughs> and you do watch every single day and that is Championship Sunday, but as you say, correct me every time. I do
0: not, it's also the conference championship, so we're down to two games in the NFL. So the first game is going to be the 49ers and the Packers, and the second game is going to be the Chiefs and the Titans, which are both super interesting matchups in my mind. one They've both already played before, obviously. They've both had interesting matchups in their last matchup. So for let's start with the 49ers and the Packers, because the last time they played, it was not pretty for the Packers at all.
1: Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers made his return to a good old Cali and ended up with 8 points, 198 eight points. yards, and he a gave the ball
0: offense, not just him to the 49ers
1: offense. one time. Well, I don't know if it was him. I don't remember if he fumbled or whatever happened, but their offense turned the ball over. So. yeah. With that being said, their offense was ice cold in Cali. So do you think that uh, they get a little bit of Cali sunshine this time and then start really kind of, I don't know, showing off a little bit of offense? Or do you think that the 49ers defense is just, my God, maybe the best this year?
0: So I definitely think that they're going to have a better performance than their big old eight points (laughs) from the last game. I think they're going to show up in a better way because I think at the end of last game, they struggled a bit with their offense, but they were going in a good flow, especially in the first half, specifically with Devontae Adams. I think he'll have another big game. I'm sure Richard Sherman will be matched up against him, so that'll be a good matchup Oof, to watch for love sure. Love it.
1: going to be a hell of a matchup.
0: But I think that the Packers will definitely show up in a stronger way. I still am going to pick the 49ers to win just because, one, you have home field advantage, obviously. I mean if they were going into Lambeau and it was cold and snowy, I would pick the Packers probably because I that probably would, be would too as well. Yeah. A tougher environment for them. But I think just with their defensive strength and still Jimmy G hey. is doing what he needs to do. Am I saying that he's better than Aaron Rodgers? No. But am I saying that he's getting done what he needs to get done? Yes. So I think they have a good balance between their defense and their offense. Um, their defense makes sure their offense isn't on the field the entire time, and the offense is making sure that they're scoring. So I think that they have a better, well-rounded team, and I think that they're just they've been working pretty smoothly as a full team for the last few weeks. Whereas I think the Packers are still struggling a little bit to get into a full groove. So I'm going to pick the 49ers, but not as in big of a blowout as the last game.
1: We can talk about that Jimmy G Aaron Rodgers in a little <laughs> bit if you want, but um, no, I totally agree. I, I think that the Packers at least do better than eight points and 198 yards. Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna, you know, show up and throw bricks in the in a playoff game. Yeah. So uh, or ducks rather. Um, I guess shout out to the Steelers quarterback now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or is he the still is he still at the Steelers? I don't, Even don't know if they cut him. Uh, anyways, that doesn't matter. So I, I think the Packers played better. I still think the 49ers win and, and not even for the Jimmy G reason. I love the 49ers defense right now, especially that they're healthy. They have everybody back. I mean, they look fantastic against the Vikings, and I think the Vikings kind of have a similar feel to their vibes and offense than as the Packers do. So, um, I, I like the matchup. Not to mention, can we talk about a little bit of Kind of family vibes going on in this game. A little Matt LaFleur, his brother on the side of the 49ers, his best friend coaching the 49ers defense.
0: I know. There's some sibling rivalry as well as some big friends playing each other. So, I think that'll be funny too. It'll be a cool experience for them. I don't think they're going to hold back or try and take it easy no, on God, their no. friends, They didn't last time. So, that's true. The 49ers didn't hold back. <laughs> But I'm sure Matt LaFleur will be able to adjust and have some different things up his sleeve that he didn't do last game. So
1: Yeah, I think this is a huge game for Matt LaFleur. I think this is going to really, really test his coaching abilities because he's going to have to go against all tendencies. Yeah. Because they know his tendencies from day one. They've, they've literally lived with him since he was a either a little kid or in college when he was actually coaching. So I think it's a big, big game for Matt LaFleur. This is going to really be a statement game, I think, for his career going forward if they can get the, the get the win.
0: Yeah, even if they get the loss, I think if he does a calls a good game, I think it'll be a positive yeah. for him. I think in general, the season that they've ended up with already proves that oh, he's for a sure. great coach and that he's in a good place. And I'm happy to see that him and Aaron Rodgers are hugging it out on the sidelines regularly. So, let's hit the next game.
1: So, the next one is the Chiefs-Titans. That was a weird, 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 weird game when they first played. Yeah. Kind of break it down for us real quick, and then we'll talk about the game going forward.
0: So really the big thing in the last game was that it was Patty Mahomes' first game back from injury. Um, And it was kind of a crazy game. The Chiefs had a lot more yardage on offense than the Titans did. But somehow the (laughs) the Titans pulled out the win. Um, They won by three points. So they obviously won it at the very end of the game. Basically, we thought that the Chiefs had tied it up at the end, but then the Titans ended up kicking a field goal to win the game. But it was at the Titans. Once again, Patrick Mahomes had just come back from not playing, I think, three games before that.
1: Yeah, and they had a blocked field goal. So, I mean, there was just some weird plays that happened in that game that ended up getting Tennessee. And it was also in Tennessee, let's just say that. Yeah, it was just a weird game. Yeah. But with this being said, it's a completely different game now. Patrick Mahomes is back. He's, my God, arguably... In a groove. Arguably maybe the greatest quarterback in the playoffs. Would you argue that? I, I would, I personally. I him, yeah. I think he's the hottest quarterback. I think he's, out of all four, as big of a Jimmy G fan as I am, I think he's the best quarterback out of four right now.
0: I think he's the best out of four, too, and Jimmy G would not be my second. No, nah, Jimmy G would be
1: an arguable second, probably third.
0: Okay. So, basically, though...
1: Tannehill, I'm sorry.
0: I know. He's playing super well. He but is. definitely, he's not going to outlast or outrank the other ones in the conversation. He
1: doesn't throw the ball more than them. No, he doesn't less even than get Thank you. Like, games, what? So. Uh so do you think that Derrick Henry can put the team on his back and get them this dub?
0: So I don't think that Derrick Henry is going to be able to carry them as well as he's carried them the last two games. I think that the Chiefs just score a lot more, so they're going to have to score a ton as the exactly. Titans, too. And I don't think that Derrick Henry can put up 200 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Tannehill will definitely have to step up to the plate if they're going to win this game and throw the ball a lot Yeah, I more. agree. Um, so I don't think Derrick Henry can be the one who is like their saving grace in this game, too. I also think that the Chiefs has a really good defense, um, and I think that they can, I mean, he's a big tank. You can't really stop him. I mean,
1: Tyron Matthews said literally that he thought he broke his jaw when he tried to tackle so him last time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Think about that. I know. I don't Would have... you want to go tackle him? No. but I Especially
1: think... in the cold-ass Kansas City weather like that, that they're going to have this weekend?
0: I know. I think it's going to be good. I think they're going to be able to slow him down. Nobody can really stop him, but I think they'll be able to slow him down better yep. than the other teams that face. So.
1: Watch for Terrell Suggs. He's yeah. a big boy that doesn't care. He'll hit somebody. Yeah,
0: he's going to retire soon. So he's like, this "He is has fine. nothing to do. I hope, got nothing uh, to lose. I got
1: to go hit somebody anyway." <laughs> so, I also really think that uh, as as great as the tech uh, as great as the Titans have been, I just think the Chiefs are on one. If if you look at the past game that the Titans beat against the Ravens cuz that's kind of who I look at in terms of a close similarity Patriots just don't really have don't anybody, yeah. Um, they're all hurt. So I look at the Ravens, and I look at the big-time interception that Lamar had to Mark Andrews, and I ask myself, is Travis Kelsey dropping that ball? No. Thank you. And also, no offense to Lamar, is Patrick Mahomes throwing that ball high? Probably not. So, and not to mention, let's just also throw Tyree in there. I think he's better than Marquise Brown. Um I, th- I think the only X factor was Mark Ingram, and he was hurt. So, I think the Chiefs all around offensively have a better squad. I think the Titans put up a good game. Yeah. I mean, they, they they can't not play a good game the way that they've played these past few game, past eight games that yeah, they've won. <laughs> so, um, I, I like the Tennessee Titans to show up. I don't think that they're going to be able to get a dub. I think Patty Mahomes. I think the Chiefs' offense just overpowers them in uh, in a good game, though.
0: Yeah, I pick the Chiefs too for sure. I'm still hanging on tight to my big 2020 prediction that I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl for the first time and. Fifty years. Okay,
1: so hang on. Are is your 2020 prediction about to go against my five-year prediction in the Super Bowl?
0: It is because you said Jimmy G was going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. You said that about two years ago. Yeah. I said the Chiefs are going to win, so it'll be super fun <sighs> if they ended up in the Super Bowl against each other, so we can have a fight. On oh who God! This call is going to come true, but I do pick the Chiefs too. I think they're going to win. Um, I do think it's going to be a close game, but I don't think that the Titans are going to get through another round in this kind of like Cinderella run for them.
1: No, yeah, I agree. If the Titans beat the Chiefs, the 49ers automatically get the dub in my book.
0: Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that's our predictions for the big games this weekend. It's going to be super fun to watch. They're both on Sunday, like Chad said, Championship Sunday. It's a big day. (laughs) Um, It's going to be super fun to just sit on the couch and watch football all day long. Cannot wait. Exactly, we'll see picks come true, especially
1: after favorite. our big Saturday evening watching McGregor and Cerrone. So we only have one GG Picks, which if you guys aren't following our social media, go over there, Gigi Talk Sports, Facebook, Instagram, hit the follow button. We post a ton of stuff. One of them is GG Picks. We post our episode picks of the week up there and we let you guys comment if you think we're crazy. If you think we picked the right teams. And then also, just screw what we picked. You guys drop what you guys want to drop and put your picks down there. So the only one besides, obviously, Championship Sunday and (laughs) McGregor and Cerrone is is a NCAA men's basketball matchup. We got Duke, who just had a big L to Clemson. I
0: know. That was a
1: fantastically played game by Clemson. Is that a word, fantastically?
0: It is now. And also, they had just beaten North Carolina the game before, so they're on a a little roll.
1: Yeah, they are just kind of... Kicking ACC butt and taking names, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how Duke rallies with with a loss to Clemson because it's kind of a it's kind of a bad L in my personal opinion. Well, maybe not. Maybe Clemson's on a roll right now, and he, who knows? They might they could just get hot and, and be fantastic. Uh, with that being said, the way that they played. I don't think so, but they're good. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Top 25, and maybe.
0: Two big, two big wins in a row. So. so
1: it'll be interesting to see what Duke falls to. They were sitting at three, but the matchup is against Louisville, who's currently 11. I was, I was really high on them at the beginning. Yeah. Both of us were actually because of coaching, because of seniority, because of leadership, and they've kind of let us down a little bit. They've fallen to a couple teams that they shouldn't have fallen to, had a couple close ones. And and now they're sitting at eleven, which, in my personal opinion, is maybe still a little generous. Yeah. Um. So, who do you think? Because both these teams, I feel like, are kind of question marks, hit or miss at times. Don't get me wrong; Duke is Duke always, but yeah, I feel like there's there's a little bit of a not quite as usual Duke
0: confidence in team. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still going to pick Duke because I believe it's at Duke, so I think that gives them a big advantage. Um. I think. They're going to bounce back. I don't think that they have it quite figured out yet, but I think that they will bounce back after that Clemson loss. I think they're not going to lose two in a row if it's if I know Coach K. Um, he's not going to let that happen, especially if it is at home. So I'm going to pick them. I think Louisville is just struggling. They, they had some good confidence, but then I think they lost it and they haven't quite gotten it back yet.
1: Yeah, I think I literally don't even need to say anything else other than what you just said. So I completely agree. I think Duke, Duke yeah, Duke, in my personal opinion, Coach K the GOAT. Yeah. No offense to Louisville. It's just Coach K and and, and what he's been able to do with that program. I mean, you're, you're always going to have five-star athletes playing for you. So um, I, I like Duke. I'm a big Duke fan always. Uh, kind of confused at what happened last night. Yeah, It's alright, we don't need to talk about it An L's and L, shout out Clemson
0: Bounce back this weekend, so we will definitely Be tuning into that one too, amongst all The other sports we've already mentioned in this Podcast, so once again, make sure You're subscribed, because on Monday, we'll be recapping everything that Happened over the weekend, every Monday And Thursday, 6am, make sure you're tuning in Make sure you're subscribed, and also If you would leave us a review, that would be Super awesome too, we want all of your feedback Good, bad, anything and everything We want to hear it from you Also, one other request, if you want to share this with a friend who also loves sports, that would also be super great because we want to make sure that anybody and everybody who loves sports can come chat sports with us over here on the podcast and on our social media.
1: Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate every single listen and comment and follow and all the above. So have a fantastic rest of your day and don't forget to turn on some sports. Bye.